I mean, there was that piece in the New York Times. I'm kind of tired about talking about the New York Times' uh, dumb AI op-eds. They got that, you know, can AI and democracy fix each other by this uh, by one of their columnists, Peter Coy. I am, uh, man, New York Times, give someone smart a column challenge. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm issuing a challenge to the New York Times. Give a column to somebody. If you're going to keep running columns about AI, give that column to, uh, to Ed. Give it to somebody who can actually say smart, uh, insightful, uh, things, or at the very least will not, um, uh, embarrass himself and the, and your paper, uh, week in and week out. Yeah. Give it to me. Trust me. You, <laughs> I can say dumb shit, but nothing I say will ever be as dumb as some of these motherfuckers. Let me tell you that. Let me tell you that. Can AI and democracy fix each other? Do we, we don't even have an AI, we don't even have a democracy and we don't even have an agreement on what AI is. These people piss me off so fucking much. Okay. <laughs> you know what we should do? You know what I would allow AI if it's the AI from sci-fi and whatever in let's figure out how to democratize the governance of our communities, our society our economy in a way that goes deeper and is sustained by more than rotating musical chairs where you show up in a poll every two years, four years and vote for someone who had enough wealth and, 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 and capital and privilege and so yada, yada, yada to go to some one of six Ivy league schools or to come from some family or network of families supported by a network of patrons, or to come from some political machine. Um, and instead of, you know, just voting for a rotating ensemble cast of those people and letting them delegate and interface with interest, we have decision-making that's more integrated and more deliberative and more inclusive about what gets made, how it gets made, what gets invested in, where resources go, what we are dest uh, destroying, what are we banning. You know, the things that I would assume would be part of an industrial democracy and not just like a, a democracy that is segregated along the political and economic and then where the political is atrophied to the point of being ridiculous. If you think that a representative democracy that we have today is a democracy, then man, that is, that's cuck shit. This is cuck shit. We do not have a democracy. We have no control over our politics at all. Uh, so the idea that AI is going to come in and do what? Make people trust each other again? That's really what we need? No, what we need is more democracy, and AI, and 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 integrating AI into that is not going to help us, especially when we can't even agree on what AI is. And the reason we can't agree on AI is not that because people don't know what it is; it's because we have these big tech companies lying. I'll end on the note saying it's not that the reason there's not agreement or there's debate about what AI is is not because we don't know what it is. We have smart folks like the folks at the the Dare Institute who are laying out what should and shouldn't happen. You know at the Georgetown Privacy Center, all sorts of really interesting, engaging, articulate arguments about what AI is, what it isn't, what algorithms should be, what they shouldn't be. The problem is that we have a lot of big tech companies that are lying to gin up, as we talked about in Brian's uh, in the episode on Brian's columns, to gin up their marketing strategy and to muddy the waters and confuse regulators and deploy regulatory shields like Microsoft is doing with OpenAI to try and prevent people from being on their back so that they can shape the market, shape the product, shape the expectations, 
all right, and raking the profits. You know, so until there's a lot more clarity and philosophical, um, not even until there's until there's more commitment to rejecting corporate definitions of democracy and artificial intelligence this is such a stupid thing to even entertain i get why it's because people do have really stupid ideas of what ai and democracy are in this country and so of course one column would merge them together but we don't have either <laughs> we don't yeah, have either but ahead but ahead have you considered that that's boring and it's actually like a lot more exciting to think about how the new technology is going to solve everything I get it, dude. Writing sci-fi is fun. I love writing sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> I get why he did that column. <laughs> I think that's what a lot. I mean, it is. It is absolutely looping back to what I was saying with my friend who overheard the uh, the organic chicken farmer being like, "How are we going to use Chat GPT to cut our labor costs?" Like, it really is just like people being like. Sci-fi is fun. Sci-fi is a lot more exciting than actually engaging in the uh, the, the the complex, boring uh, work of of like you know politics and economics, right? Like technology is like so much funner, uh, so much more exciting, um, but also dumber. It ain't get, it ain't getting us anywhere. Uh, you can read stories all day, but they're just stories. It's all they are. They're just stories. Oh man. We do love stories. I think, you know, maybe I'll get into political science fiction. Hmm? <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. Um, I do love, I think we do need a lot more like Kim Stanley Robinson style, like social science fiction, um, where it's like science fiction, but it's actually really based in like a, a hard material understanding of, uh, of social science and the, and, and social relations. Um, but also that suddenly starts making your science fiction like um, too grounded, uh, too real. Right. It, it's not mm -hmm. like fun and exciting anymore if you actually have to think about social relations and social institutions um, in your science fiction. Yeah, you know, it's 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 much more fun to imagine a big bad at the end of history, um, maybe an AI named Fukuyama that tries to uh, thwart any efforts at uh, creating um, an enlightened um, philosopher king republic. You know, that's, that's fun. That's exciting. It's much harder to be like, okay, what are the institutions we would use to democratize the economy? And what does it actually mean? To what extent are we democratizing production? To what extent are we democratizing management of other workers and of laborers, how are we making these decisions about what gets made, how it gets made, how labor is constructed and divided? Um, how are we gonna invest in, or how are we gonna democratize or use this democratization process to decide on what gets pulled back from the private sector and what never again gets privatized? How are we gonna use it to decide, you know, what the care, what care looks like? Not the fucking privatized or private public partnership for the care economy that keeps getting pushed. Like, how are we gonna take care of one another in our communities? How are we gonna organize transit? How are we gonna organize healthcare? How are we gonna organize safety? How are we gonna organize politics? These are very hard questions. You, so you could do that. But then you, that's not going to fit in your little column. But what will fit in your little column is this. Whatever the fuck Counterpoint. This is. I asked all those questions to ChatGPT. Here's what it said. <laughs>